Welcome to day 250 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we're in our third season together, the story of the prophets, and uh, we've entered into one of the most uh, unique prophetic messages in the Old Testament, that of Ezekiel. Uh, we start with a vision of four creatures whose wings touch each other and who support a throne on one who has a human appearance, but the glory and the grandeur and the likeness of God's glory you know, resides in him. And these creatures, you know, have the face of an ox and the face of an eagle, the face of a lion and the face of a man, encompassing all of creation. They're looking in all four directions, covering the whole face of the earth. And so it's a picture of God's, you know, glory. And from uh, this picture of God's glory, which is, by the way, appears on the Kabar River, not, not in the city of Jerusalem, not in the temple, but in a foreign land where his people are under distress and in captivity. Uh, appears there, and from the vision comes the call of Ezekiel as a prophet. But not only is he called as a prophet, he's called with a as a watchman to guard over the people, and he's given responsibility for the people that he ministers to. Even though we've heard in our last reading, they're hard-hearted, they're obstinate, and they're a rebellious people. So the task of Ezekiel becomes even more, uh, even more daunting as he faces ministering to a people or speaking to a people that are not quite ready to hear, uh, but who desperately need to hear a word from God. So we pick up in uh, uh, verse 16 of chapter 3. Before we read, uh, always, we uh, we realize that uh, we're coming to the presence of God, uh, to know God, to be transformed by His Word through His Spirit, which was so richly part of what we read yesterday. So before we read this, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do uh, thank you for your word and thank you for uh, just how big it is. It doesn't just include the parts that we want to hear, but uh, also the parts that we need to hear. And so, Father, as we read, uh, would we not be like Israel who reads and hears with stubborn and obstinate hearts, but instead with hearts that are yielded to you, um, desiring to, to know you and uh, to respond appropriately to you. So, Father, search us as we read. Uh, would you would you move us by your Spirit uh, to be transformed, um, to, to respond in humility and to read uh, everything in, in it for your glory and for our joy. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 3, beginning in verse 16. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I've made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I'll hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person, they do not turn from their wickedness or from their evil ways, they will die for their sin, but you will have saved yourself. Again, when a righteous person turns from their righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before them, they will die. Since you did not warn them, they will die for their sin. The righteous things the person did will not be remembered, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the righteous person not to sin, and they do not sin, they will surely live, because they took warning, and you will have saved yourself. The hand of the Lord was on me there, and he said to me, Get up and go out to the plain, and there I will speak to you. So I got up and went out to the plain, and the glory of the Lord was standing there, like the glory I had seen by the Kabar River, and I fell face down. And then the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. 
He spoke to me and said, Go, shut yourself inside your house, and you, son of man, they will tie with ropes. You will be bound so that you cannot go out among the people. I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be silent and unable to rebuke them, for they are rebellious people. But when I speak to you, I'll open your mouth, and you shall say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Whoever will listen, let them listen, and whoever will refuse, let them refuse, for they are a rebellious people. So you have uh, seven days where Ezekiel is with the people by the Kabar River, and they are in mourning. And of course, there is a lot for them to mourn in what they have lost and what they could have had, you know, knowing who God is and what God, you know, desires for them deeply. And after these, you know, seven, you know, seven days of mourning, you end the chapter with uh, Ezekiel being shut up in his own house. Uh, there's kind of a passive, you'll be bound with ropes, whether it's the people binding him or whether it's you know, God, you know, figuratively binding him. So there'll be a lot of times you're not able to speak, but when I speak, uh, you should always speak. And uh, what a great you know, kind of application, you know, that would be not to speak when God is <laughs> yeah. not speaking and to speak, you know, when God, you know, God is speaking. But again, you know, there'll be times when this is so hard, your tongue will stick you know, to the roof of your mouth. There's a great irony there, but also a great application in that, you know, Ezekiel's called to be a prophet who speaks. Right. And yet the very, you know, instrument, if you will, that, you know, he's going to use to declare God's word is going to be broken unless the Lord, you know, gives him a tongue. And, and I mean, how true is that? You know, the same is true. We want to be people who speak what God calls us to speak and doesn't presume upon, you know, yeah. the words of God. And um, I mean, so I, I love, you know, this interesting, this section of, Ezekiel being called a watchman, you know, that he's one who's meant mm-hmm. to stand on the, the walls and, you know, shout for danger. And, and he even says, you know, that life and death will come from, you know, you're, yeah. you're responsible, you're responsible yeah, for life and death. Mm-hmm. Strong words. No, and, 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 and of course, they, they do have application to us that we've been given a message mm-hmm. and, 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 a, and a warning and a, and a hope, you know, for the people around us. And sometimes we, you know, we fail to speak up and speak out and to demonstrate the power mm-hmm. of the gospel. And and there's certainly, we are certainly responsible in many ways, you know, for those around us. This is far more powerful than anything, you know, that we have, you know, that is directed toward us. But the reality is that uh, as you know, God's watchmen, we, we need to speak up at appropriate times in appropriate ways so that, you know, the grace of God, you know, may be known. Uh, you know, Ezekiel, in his inability to speak, will act out a lot of his, yeah. a lot of his prophecies, will be silent prophecies, kind of like a, a street mime mm-hmm. or a street actor, you know, that's uh, acting out. And we'll see this beginning next week, you know, some of the things that, you know, the Lord is, is doing. And so you have this initial seven days, which is usually the period of mourning, you know, seven days of, of mourning as they you know, have eaten this scroll, which is a scroll of lament and scroll of mourning, and together, you know, they weep for seven days. But he will also be in this sense uh, for seven years, which seems to, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that he finds himself in until the final destruction of Jerusalem, which seems to be an extended, you know, period mm-hmm. of mourning for the people of God and what they've lost. And I like as well as, you know, this is a what a huge task Ezekiel's been given, right? He goes and laments, he's deeply distressed for a period of time, and he comes back, and then the Lord's like, all right, not just a prophet, also this watchman. And so he's given this crazy big task to to go to the people, to say what needs to be said, even when it's difficult. 
And then he called out to the plain, and then it says the Lord was standing there like the glory I'd seen at the Kabar River, and he fell face down. But then I love the next verse, 24, but then the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. And just seeing, you know, this is obviously a very overwhelming task. And so what does he need? He needs the Spirit to come and to help him and to raise him up and to give him the energies needed for this task. And that's not just something that's needed for Ezekiel, but for any of us that want to follow Christ. Uh, is, absolutely. You can't do this without the help of the Spirit. And yet, we often think that Christian life can easily be done without the Spirit. And, and it just can't be. No, we, we do take that for granted, you know, quite a bit. Uh, you know, there's a couple of truths there that, you know, we really need to, uh, you know, grapple with. As one is not everything that, you know, God calls us to will be pleasant. You know, so much of what God calls us to is, is pleasant. It's a joy to mm -hmm. to meet Him, to know Him, to have fellowship with Him, to have fellowship with one another, to enjoy uh, the richness of the inheritance, you know, that we have in Christ Jesus. But uh, some of the tasks that He has called us to are, are hard tasks. Uh, you know, he calls us, you know, in those tasks to suffer as he is, he has suffered, and that's a really, part, you know, a, a huge part of it. But the truth that's behind that is he never calls us to a task that he does not enable us to accomplish, you know, by his spirit. And of course, David, you're right. When we we try to take a hard task on by ourselves, it'll usually end in discouragement and. Uh, and defeat, but when we realize the one who has called us is the one who is equipping us, and that is where we find our strength. It is a, it's a source of encouragement and hope, even in the middle of the hard things we're called to do. And I do find this section, um, clearly Ezekiel has um, a huge responsibility ahead of him. I mean, the Lord has made it clear what his, um, you know, he's holding him accountable. But I guess I love the very end uh, when God says, Whoever will listen, let them listen, and whoever will refuse, let them refuse, for they are a rebellious people. So Ezekiel has the responsibility, but it's it's really God who will um, ultimately take that responsibility of those who will receive or those who will reject. Right. Ezekiel is responsible to speak up. Mm -hmm. Only God can produce right. the fruit. You know, of the message, and sometimes we do take that on ourselves mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. That uh, we realize we we can be faithful and obedient, but it is you know, ultimately God's work. Mm -hmm. You know, in those around us, you also see two directions. You see a, a wicked person who, who repents, mm -hmm. and, and of course that's a beautiful direction. But you also see a righteous person who who stumbles and, and falls, and certainly uh, we we want to be on the guard against that. Just because we have a relationship with God, sometimes we let our guard down and, and, and do not realize that, you know, the stumbling blocks that are around us. And even the fact that, you know, in our Lord's prayer, you know, part of what he tells us to pray is lead us not into temptation, you know, to help us realize, mm -hmm. you know, the stumbling blocks in each day and to maintain a life that is holy and blameless, you know, to the, you know, to the very end. Mm -hmm. It's been fun reading with you guys this week. We have a lot more to cover in Ezekiel. Of course, mm -hmm. if you're reading uh, you know, on our app, we have a, a reading in the Psalms tomorrow. Just a change of pace and as we continue to go through. And, of course, we look forward to a gathering of God's people on Sunday when we celebrate His presence, sing His praise, and hear from His Word, encourage one another, and enjoy the fellowship that He has given us as He calls us out as a church gathered into the world in order to represent Him where we live. Father, thank you for another week walking with you. We thank you for uh, 
the very prospect of being shaped by your word. Uh, we pray that as we have read that you have given us, you know, not obstinate hearts, but you've given us soft hearts and ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts and hands that are quick to respond you know, to what you've called us to. Uh, thank you, Father, for uh, Ezekiel. We thank you for the powerful vision of your grace and your grandeur. We thank you for the reminder, you know, the sometimes hard tasks that we're called to, but the ever-present help of your spirit in everything you've called us to be. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.